Vaudeville, wear a couple of broads, count them too. Talk about everything that affects us, but for Pete's sake, don't correct us. Seriously. Just settle in, kick off your shoes, it's time to tune into the Broad Review. Well, hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome to the Broad Review. We are broads, and we're here to talk about things, and my name is Tiffany. I am Emily. And if you are a first-time listener, uh, first of all, thanks for joining us. Where'd you, uh, where'd you come from? Where, uh, what brought you here? You're in the middle of season two. This is not a serial podcast, so feel free to jump in and out as you would like. No, actually, no, no, listen don't. to every single fucking episode. <laughs> don't tell them to go away. No, let's go back and list all the episodes it's you missed. It's important that you listen to them in order so you can see the progression of our ability to uh, sound engineer things. That is very true. If they go yes. back and listen to some of the shit from season one, they're going to be like, why did they record this in a bathtub? Why, why <laughs> did they just occasionally just smack the mic? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we we haven't been doing any good table smacking lately. So. No, no, because we don't have a table. We're like, like a legitimate setup here. Yes, in I the like guest it. room. <laughs> in my guest in room. In the guest room. Also, if you are new to this and you don't know us personally, uh, we do the swears. Oh boy! So uh, your ears have been warned. Your soul has been warned, and we have a lot to talk about today. We do. Um, and today was a, uh, big day for, uh, Taco Bell enthusiasts. Emily, could you please tell us why? I'm so full of rage right now. Uh Uh-oh. My blood is boiling. Oh, no! (laughs) So, for those of you that haven't heard the buzz around the Taco Bell world, Taco Bell, for a limited time, specifically August 8th through 12th, has been advertising taking over a resort in Palm Springs to open up a Taco Bell hotel called The Bell. I, okay. For those of you that don't know me, I enjoy Taco Bell. I enjoy everything that Taco Bell has ever done and will ever do. (laughs) So when I got the notification that this was happening, it was a no-brainer. It was an obvious place that I needed to go and a thing that I needed to be a part of. Absolutely. We got the notification you were supposed to be put on a list and then they were going to send you more information and tell you when you could reserve so the time that reservations were going to go open was 10 a.m this morning Mm -hmm. 10 a.m and five seconds they were sold out fucking influencers (laughs) not exaggerating (laughs) no i have a conspiracy theory couldn't bill hack it somehow He, he tried jesus my conspiracy theory is there never were any rooms for sale it's all. It's going to be all influencers. Yes, I think it is going to be the Fry Festival 2.0, and except it's Taco Bell, because when Bill and I were talking about this, I did bring up like I think Taco Bell assumes that it's going to be like a bunch of hot girls in bikinis, but it's really going to be me and Bill. <laughs> like it's going to be actual fans of Taco Bell who want the swag, who want that kind of stuff. So I bet they figured that out and were like, oh, fuck. We can't actually open this up. This is going to be the worst. Like, it's going to be a bunch of stoners and Emily and Bill. And, like, people like Tiffany in her late 20s who couldn't afford anything else for dinner. (laughs) 
So I'm thinking they never had any rooms. They never put them up for sale. It was a marketing ploy. And when there is footage from this, it's going to be a bunch of Instagram influencers. And if I find that out, Taco Bell, I am coming for you. Can you sue them for false advertising or something? I think so. Emotional distress. Yeah. Diarrhea. We do. <laughs> I got. Are you saying from their food or because of the stress that it caused me? Both. But a little bit of both. I'm. I'm. I really wanted to go. I know you were ready to go to Palm Springs. I like, really wanted to go. No, you know it's a pain in the ass to get to Palm Springs from Seattle, but you were gonna do I it. I was gonna do it, and you know, Bill and I even discussed like last night. He's like. How much am I allowed to spend on this? Because we had no idea what they were going to cost. Right. So, you know, we we worked out a budget of I don't care what it fucking costs. <laughs> Just do Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. Um, let's think about Palm Springs in August for a second. Um, hot. You would have burned immediately. But up. I would have had Taco Bell breakfast in bed, which is one of the things that they promised. Yeah, I know. All the things that they were saying that they were going to do was like, this is the greatest thing. They were going to have a Taco Bell salon where you could get your nails did with Taco Bell art. And you could get Taco, like they were going to do braids like they do in like Cosmel. And I could get braids. Were they going to write your name on a piece of rice? (laughs) They could write my name on a piece of rice. Do a henna tattoo on the beach. Yeah, but it was Taco Bell themed. Ugh. I'm so mad. I really, really, really really wanted to go i'm I'm not that gross (laughs) like there are taco bell fans that are grosser than me like i would have at least like made an effort and try to like dress cuter than i normally do maybe wear like a a romper or something romp romper (laughs) i don't know i would have tried god why do you disappoint me taco bell hashtag breaking hearts taco bell hashtag you're canceled taco bell <gasps> no they're not canceled. no they're not canceled you know who's not canceled uh in fast food today oh speaking speaking of fast food <laughs> marketing situations uh one of my favorite uh purveyors of mediocre deli sandwiches subway <laughs> has taken an interesting marketing uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Banana balls crazy commercial? Yeah. Okay, listeners, raise your hand if you've seen uh, the two minute and 20 second subway ad it's that like is a little going around movie. on Twitter. I For those of you who haven't seen it, I'll throw it up on our Facebook. It's nuts. It's nuts. It is. I thought it was going to be one of those commercials that makes Emily cry, like the Korean yeah. insurance commercial. Yeah. The Christmas ones always get me. The Christmas commercials but i was like where is he for a minute i was like oh maybe he's gay maybe that's what this is about oh no he's gonna become a school shooter because at one yeah. point you think he's yeah. gonna become a school shooter uh, he just wants a fucking sandwich he just wants a goddamn sandwich okay. so at any so did you know that it was subway ad before you watched it no yeah because there was a guy who posted it that was like i'll give you ten thousand dollars if you can guess what this ad is before it's end yes <laughs> I, th- I think we saw the same tweet, or I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. I sent you the tweet. Um, you probably saw it before that, though, right? I saw it, but I hadn't watched okay. it. Yeah, because it's like, what bullshit ad am I going to watch today? Yeah. I'm sick of watching advertisements. I'm sick of the media. I'm sick of everything. This was a thing. <laughs> also, was he peeping on his mom? Was that was that his mom, or was that just another... I, I don't know. 
there was really no context for where he was when he decided to be a peeping to a lot. There's a lot to unpack in two minutes. And then one girl turns him down and he's in, he's an incel then. And becomes a school shooter. He like, becomes, yeah, like he shaves his head and that represents Maybe if the he would have gotten the sandwich earlier, like if, if somebody would have been like, here, I know your heart's breaking. Here's a meatball sub. Maybe don't shoot up the school. <laughs> Maybe this will change your life sooner. You could become a sandwich <laughs> artist. <laughs> Well, and then somebody asked if the if the girl who broke up with him was the girl who was the sandwich artist, and that's why like he was happy at the end because he saw her. He was like, "Oh, I look, I do business, and you work at Subway. <laughs> you work at Subway, you bitch." <laughs> I don't think that's what was going on. I hope what not, because earth? then that's a whole other level of fucked up. That what? Uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting interesting marketing ploy that they're using. Interesting is a word for it. I, I mean, effective. Probably, because we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Could it have been a minute shorter? Yeah. Yeah. Could it have not involved most of the parts of the childhood? Yeah. Was Could he peeing? Just... Yeah. Could... <laughs> when was he peeing? Did you see him peeing? When was he peeing? There's a part where he's like peeing in a puddle. <laughs> and yes, he's actually pissing. <laughs> Why? Why does that want make me want sandwiches? I only eat Subway. I don't... I don't like deli meat. Yeah. Because I had a bad experience. Never to eat deli meat ever again. But I go and I get a veggie sub from them. Not with the veggie patty. Just with like yeah, cheese. Yeah, a bunch of veggies. Some fucking fake guacamole avocado shit that mm-hmm. tastes like dirt. And honestly, I'm probably not going to pay for it next time. I don't. My other like fast food options in my town are Quiznos. There's still a Quiznos in? Yeah. There's they have a pepper bar. <laughs> Do you remember those commercials? What? Wait a minute. Speaking Wait of minute. sandwich marketing. Speaking of sandwich marketing and crazy ass commercials, you don't remember those? No. They were from, God, the early the early 2000s. Oh, the aughts. And oh. they're the aughts. And there were these little like hamster looking motherfuckers that had their, uh, their faces were all fucked up. And they like, they, we have a subs. We have a pepper bar. You don't remember that? Can you post this to our Facebook? Yes, because they it was one of the things that got me into Quiznos in the first place because it's a fucking batshit crazy commercial. And if you were like super duper high, it made sense to you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never gotten. It smells like hot deli meat in there. That's none of what I want. Deli meat. None of what I want. So uh, those are my fast food options. I'm always I'm always gonna go somewhere. Yeah, always. I'm gonna ask the ladies in there about the commercial, and they're oh gonna my be god, like, they're gonna be like, we have we no idea what you're enough. talking about. We're actually a franchise location. Yeah. So <laughs> please don't bring up the goddamn ad again. We don't we don't get paid enough to deal with your oh, shit. Oh my goodness. Oh well, that was a good fast food moment. Fast food corner. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into. Um, one more thing that has to do with Twitter. With the tweeter. With the tweeter. We love the tweeter. I do. I love Twitter. I did not get to spend as much time as I wanted to on there yesterday because of a uh, exertion migraine (laughs) (laughs) from doing yard work. Thank you. Uh, but Emily, you spent a lot of time on Twitter yesterday. What I was everybody did. talking about? Everybody was talking about the first Democratic debate. And I, I love Twitter comedians. Oh, my God. I really do. I, I think and I mean, there are several people that we know that got their start 
as Twitter comedians. Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney, 4-1. Kelly um, Oxford just yeah. fucking wrapped a movie. Right? Like, come on. <laughs> so they're, I mean, they're legitimately funny people. Um, and so what everybody was talking about yesterday evening and this morning was the first half of the 20 candidate Democratic shit storm debate. 2,000 candidates. 25,000. It's, it's Thunderdome. Um, so my favorite thing that came out of it was, number one, everybody making fun of Beto O'Rourke, <laughs> just in general, because he he looked and felt out oh. of his element during the debate because he, I mean, he just, they trampled him. Oh, well, he looks like a child he does. compared to everybody else on stage. He does. And so, I appreciate that he's embracing his salt and pepper hair, but like nobody on stage had hair besides yeah. the women. So, <laughs> and like we don't believe you. We don't believe that you're aging. No. You're you're uh, who, from Parks and Recreation. You know the um, oh, Adam Chris. Scott's character. He's like the eighteen <laughs> year old mayor. So one of my favorite jokes that came out about him was. Beto O'Rourke is going to unveil a tattoo that he got in Japanese that means honor. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, that is spot on. Oh, the other thing to come out of it, because uh, in my eyes and, and many other people, the clear winner from last night was Elizabeth Warren. Mm. Because she seemed to be the only one that was actually answering questions that were asked. Um, she and bitched she bitched at her homework. She bitched at her homework. So uh, there are a whole slew of <laughs> Elizabeth Warren memes today, all stemming from Elizabeth Warren is the type of person. <laughs> so uh, here are some great ones. Elizabeth Warren has never asked a bartender, what whiskeys do you have? She's already checked the shelf. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren throws her water away and never has anything in her pockets when she goes through airport security. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren never arrives at the movie after the previews. She's there before the lights go down with snacks in her purse and an extra ticket for your friend. <laughs> so there's, it, it's a rabbit hole. There are, are that woman has her shit together dozens. for everybody. <laughs> she does. Like why? Why are there still twenty people that think they can do better than her? No, nineteen yeah. people. So it's it, those were my favorite things to come out of the debates, and then there's going to be a whole new crop of them tonight because the other half is on tonight. I couldn't even last night when I was like, okay, besides Bernie, who else? I forgot. I, one of them is Kamala, of course. Yes, Kamala and, and uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Did you forget about Joe Biden? Yeah. He's I wish America would. Listen, I, I loved Joe Biden when he was a vice president. Loved. With loved. A D. He was the perfect vice president. He added a comedic grandpa-like quality that we needed, uh, that America needed and America loved. I don't love it anymore. It's not funny anymore no to like joe biden no we're done with it we're done with it we need somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing in this century yeah moving on joe biden not joe biden <laughs> anywho's yeah i totally forgot about him yeah, yeah. it's it's fine it's, i mean everybody knows it's gonna be the bernie I show hope he touches hopefully someone they'll <laughs> he already not has. bernie joe biden like oh. i hope he touches i hope he touches kamala and she just punches him she in the just face. like karate chops him yeah god i hope so and bernie's just gonna yell i hope he has the crazy hair he does his old man yells at cloud that's like <laughs> that's what bernie sanders has going is he just oh, he's just Lord, yelling this is gonna be a long election cycle it sure is well let's talk uh, uh, let's do our weekly 
big little eyes let's recap. Let's do our actual podcast. Let's do our actual podcast or review yeah. things. So, yeah, should I review the uh, – <laughs> what is even i don't even know where i'm going i only just had a stroke i, did, I just uh, broke down big little lies yes what happened this week i don't it was only three days ago it was only three days ago but it was not as memorable an episode as the previous one the polar bear rant happened the polar bear rant was amazing she's starting that's probably <laughs> what started my okay Give me an episode of television drama about climate change. That's what started my migraine. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started. They were not framing that information correctly for the children. Oh, the child had a stroke in a closet. That's what happened. Yes. <laughs> she had a stroke in a closet. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe said she had a stroke. That was like my favorite line of the whole fucking show. I really didn't understand what had happened to Amabella for like, I, I was like, why are twins somebody murdered her? So did I. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's who's going to die is Amabella. Oh, that's fucking crazy. This poor wimpy child. Oh, wait. She just had a pan- weird panic attack in the closet. Why didn't the teacher notice that she was in the closet? Until there were little legs. Uh, he just suddenly <laughs> glanced over and saw tiny little legs. She could have, one of the twins could have murdered her. Yeah. Also, at that age, you just pee your pants. You know what I mean? Just pee your pants. Oh, oh, and then the little Bo Peep psychiatrist psychologist that was fantastic i i i meant to write down what that actress's name was because i fucking yes. love her um her in like the movie wanderlust she's yes. so good i love her i meant her. to look it up too and i totally spaced out because it was a really funny moment yeah that- and i love that she went from like <laughs> it turns out that she thinks that the world is ending <laughs> I love that actress. Oh gosh, yeah, that was that was interesting, and like Renata not realizing that like her consistent being at a level twenty seven yeah. is giving her child stress and anxiety. Um, and then we have Ed getting his groove back. <gasps> Eddie, he, I'm. Listen, I, listen, where's the Ed show? <laughs> where's the Ed show? Ed has every right to be an asshole to Madeline for as long. As mm-hmm. it takes him yeah. to be an asshole. He was wronged. He was wronged. Yeah. Bad. He gets as long as he wants to take. If he wants to have lunch with Bonnie, he gets to have lunch with Bonnie. Because guess what? He saved Bonnie. Bonnie's normal now. <laughs> Ed is an angel. Ed is an angel. He fixed Bonnie. Yeah. When no one else could. Yeah. <laughs> Ed needs his own show. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, the real husbands of Monterey Bay County. But I really only want Ed. Yeah. Because yeah, I certainly don't want only... that fucking aquarium guy. I hope it's him who dies because he is irritating me. Is it farmed or wild caught fish? Do you know where it's from? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. <laughs> They're going to lie to you anyways. The also, waitress like, doesn't know. The weird going in for the kiss thing mm. when he was like, mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Also, he's you're you're better than that. Mm. You're uh, even with your greasy ass bangs. Yeah, there was one scene where they were clean, and I was very happy. Yeah, but then the next scene, grease. The yeah. grease is fully back. God, <laughs> you can't have bangs if they're going to be greasy, America. So I don't I don't know where this is all where this is all going. Yeah. And Meryl Streep was not. They didn't give her as much. No, th- because time. they needed screen time for Nicole Kidman to masturbate to her dead husband. Yes, that was something that we all needed to see. That was weird. I mean, who doesn't 
<laughs> masturbate to the scars guard. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Hey. But no, yeah, no, it's super fucked up. And uh, yeah. I need um, these people to get like emotional help. Not just Amabella. <laughs> well, they're they all in all therapy need- now. And it's, they're all that same therapist. Is there not more than one in Monterey? It's just all, that one girl. She, what she's going to do is uh, quit her job and write a book about these bitches. Which she should. And it's called Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. <laughs> and my name has always been. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Moriarty. Uh, speaking of Leanne Moriarty, did you finish Nine Perfect Strangers No, yet? I haven't been able to because it's too boring. <laughs> I can't finish it because I'm still well, saying you to have the to audio finish book. it before the awful show comes out. Wait, they're making a show out of it? Yes. Reese Witherspoon bought the rights to that one too. There are better ones by her. Yes. Weird. Yeah. Huh, of better why ones. that one? I've only read one other one. I read what Alice, excuse, excuse my pen dropping. I read What Alice Forgot. Which they are making into a movie. That's right, with Jennifer Aniston. Fart sounds. (laughs) Come on. I forgot about Jennifer Aniston. Is her husband going to be played by Adam Sandler? Ew, no, probably. (laughs) (laughs) They're Hollywood's hot new couple. They're not. That's horrifying. All right, so... Also on HBO. Oh, God. Dun, da, 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 Dick Watch 2019. How was <laughs> Euphoria this week? Let me tell you that when we, when you gave me this assignment, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a fun assignment. <laughs> I thought Dick Watch 2019 was going to be a joy. It's not a joy. Oh, no. Do we need to cancel the mission? I don't like it. <laughs> um, th- there, I can honestly say in all of my years of show watching... I have never had a show that's made me this uncomfortable. Really? I Good am job, Euphoria. Always making Emily uncomfortable. Blush. Not even it's it's just hard to watch. It's mm. like Schindler's List, but with kids. Ooh. Like Ooh. it's so like were there kids on is, Schindler's List? Yes, there were. <laughs> I'm just, I was you trying to think of it. some <laughs> movie that you only want to watch once. Be it's well, it's. Requiem for a Dream, but it's no. a TV show. No. But it's a weekly fucking TV show. Nope. Instead of a bunch of different ages, they're all teenagers. So imagine <sighs> this happening to kids all the time. <sighs> it is fucking hard to watch. So what's going on briefly is, remember the football player whose dad is Eric Dane? Yes. I was hoping that Eric Dane was going to disappear forever, but no, it turns out that he's going to have a very big part in the show, and that is upsetting to me. Wait, pause. I did confirm the story. It was actually a videotape of him and Rebecca Gayhart and Carrie Ann Panacci was her name. Yeah. And, or Carrie, I don't know. No, that's the lady from Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Anyways. Miss Teen USA over the age of 18, they were having like, they were doing like drugs and having a sexy party and there was a tape released. So essentially euphoria. So that's probably why they he, reached out to yes, him for he this was like, fucked up show. He wrote the script and gave it to his homie Drake. This is my life. <laughs> okay. Carry uh, on. The football player's name is Nate. Mm-hmm. He's Eric Dane's son. Mm-hmm. So it turns out when he was very young, he knows what his dad is into because he found out that not only is his dad doing these things, he's filming it. Ra- raping. Yes. Uh, it is has not been established if he is... He has to be aware that... The, I don't know. If they're... It's established that he knows that they're under age. 
because mm. uh, he has them like call him daddy and stuff. So oh. I think he got he has to know, and so he's raping every single one of them because they're underage. Um, and it's upsetting. And so the kid, uh. little Nate, saw these tapes and now like emulates his father and wants to be like muscular like his father. And also, it turns out wants to find um, transgender women like his father. It's only transgender. I, it's it is women. I it, it's transgender or kind of uh, you know feminine gay men. Aye. So boys, I'm sorry, boys. Mm. It's uh, oh, what the fuck, <sighs> Eric Dane? Uh, so he also has severe anger issues severe anger issues so there's no way that this show is going to end on a happy pleasant note something very more awful than has already happened is going to happen and i'm don't know i that i want to know what it is you don't have to keep watching it i do though it is it's i have to find out what they're going to fucking do with the show the other thing that they introduced in this episode because this this show is about rue Mm-hmm. mostly and somehow this is going to come back to jules and rue um jules because nate has actually been reaching out to jules on a dating app oh not showing his face so why are kids using dating apps at all first of all second of all I, mm. in this episode rue is forced to try fentanyl so that's just another exciting thing and she's forced to try fentanyl because she and i knew what was going to happen when it so she goes to her drug dealer's house who her drug dealer is she considers a friend he's a little bit older but he you know he's generally kind to her and you know they can joke around and you know she can you know he'll he'll front her something and she'll pay him back later and it's just you know you have a friendly relationship with your drug dealer who you don't have a friendly relationship with is your drug dealer drug dealer because those motherfuckers are usually horrifying e. so she goes over to his house and he's like get the f- you have to go you have to go and he's like almost in tears being like please get out of here uh, my boys are coming and you have to go and she was just kind of like laughing it off well his boys show up and it's his drug dealers drug dealers oh, and no. they think that she's just adorable and <gasps> force her to try fentanyl at basically essentially gunpoint she knows that they are have got have weapons and what's fentanyl um fentanyl is heroin but worse okay it's worse than heroin it's extremely dangerous there have been hundreds of thousands of overdoses because of fentanyl because it's such a small amount that you not like heroin you can take a lot but it, it we're talking like molecules okay just like tiny teeny tiny little bits and any more can kill you so it's extremely dangerous and it's also horribly addicting okay so it's pretty much the worst thing that you can try god it used to be heroin i remember like if you were like oh i've done all this this is but i've never tried heroin you were like fine now it's that but it's fentanyl instead okay so there's that going on um let's check in with dick watch 2019 I can't count these particular dicks. Oh, God. <laughs> so the infamous locker room scene came. They're teenage dicks. Ew. And I, <laughs> I was so grossed out by it <laughs> that, like, I stopped counting after, like, four. And I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want this in my life. I don't it's want. terrible assignment. I don't want this assignment. So, I, like, f- there's probably around 30. Oh, my God. And, but I don't. I don't Are they teenage actors? 
I don't know. And so that's why it was even worse. I'm like, am I even supposed to? They can't be. There's no way they would be able to show it if these kids were under 18. Right. So they can't be, but still fucking gross. Because they're intended to be under 18. So (laughs) the takeaway, last week's takeaway was I'm glad that I grew up in a time without cell phones. Yeah. This episode is I'm so fucking glad I have made the choice not to have children. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I can't, I cannot, I can't raise kids in this. I can't. I I do not. I can barely take care of myself. (laughs) I can't. No. I I know. Like, I knew you knew that some of this stuff was going on, but this show is going to open up. And I hope that a lot of parents of kids that are getting to be teenagers watch this and take it seriously because it's a it's fucking eye opener and I don't like it. Well, it's not like everybody's going to grow up and go get a Subway sandwich, right? Some of these kids aren't going to come out of this no, the at ins- Subway. No, instead, the end of that ad is them going into the drug dealer and getting fentanyl and fucking overdosing. Ugh. It's so terrifying. It, Jeez. I don't want to watch it anymore. You don't have to. I'm gonna. You don't have to talk about it anymore. I might not talk it's about not it funny. anymore. It's, it's not, not funny. funny. No, this is supposed to be a fun fucking comedy podcast this is not bad joke bad assignment i thought there would at least be like party decks some fun humor but even the things that are lighthearted are still fucking horrible oh it's so horrible oh god euphoria man 2019 in a nutshell (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) yeah yeah well did did you watch anything else i did I did. I should have watched something a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. But I watched something that I have seen. It's one of those things that I have seen people mention, 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 but never actually looked up what it even was. Yeah. And just like went into it dry. (laughs) 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 And decided to go ahead and try it. And that is the movie I Am Mother. Okay, when you texted me, you were like, I'm going to watch I Am Mother. I immediately thought you were talking about the RuPaul song, Call Me Mother. Also, not, so not to be confused with Call Me Mother. Also not to be confused with Mother, exclamation point. Yeah. Also. Uh, bad shit. Also not to be confused with I Am Legend. Or Mama. The, or Mama. <laughs> <laughs> None of those movies that I did. Um, I Am Mother is mm. available to watch on Netflix. Okay. It never went to broad theaters. Mm-hmm. It never went to like national theaters. It was it premiered this year at Sundance. Oh, and then straight to Netflix. Yes. So that is so Netflix bought it from Sundance. Okay. Um, which is why it had a little bit of buzz right around January and then it kind of died because okay. they didn't release it in theaters. They released it straight to Netflix. I have been seeing it in my Netflix feed. Mm-hmm. So it is an Australian movie. Okay. And uh, it's actually pretty, very impressive because it is a lot of these people, the people who created it, it's their first movie. Oh. Um, So the screenplay is by a guy named Michael Lloyd Green, who has made nothing you've ever heard of. Hmm. Um, And director is Grant Sputore, Sputor. And it is his first movie ever. Wow. So that is a pretty big deal that your first movie goes to Sundance, gets picked up by Netflix, and Mm -hmm. gets promoted by Netflix. That's a huge deal. 
did it win any Sundance Awards? I don't know what those are, but I I'm know sure that they it give did. Awards. But it does don't it doesn't like you get an award for like being there? You get like a participation trophy at Sundance? Yeah, I don't know. That's what it's always seemed like. It's never seemed like they've done anything. Like I feel like they give every movie an award at Sundance. But then like some of the Sundance winners, and then you go and watch them like uh like movies like I don't know if this is one in particular, but I feel like the lobster has like Sundancey vibes, you know. Oh, for they're sure. Not, they're not always uh yeah user friendly. Use uh, sure. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> that was pleasant to watch. It the other thing that was very impressive considering who was making it nobody mm-hmm. that it's on australia was the cast the cast was very surprising i am going to list the entire cast right now <laughs> okay <laughs> how long do we have um so there are there's mother mm-hmm. who is the robot the robot is oh, mother robot things scare me lately robot is mother okay. um the robot is voiced by rose Byrne. oh and the second sh- the, that mother started talking, I was like, oh, that's Rose Byrne. <laughs> she has such a distinct voice that I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's Rose Byrne. I stopped in and looked it up, confirmed that it was Rose Byrne and not somebody who was pretending to be Rose Byrne. Um, and then they also list in the cast the guy who was like in the robot. I'm not I don't care. He did a great job in the robot. Wow. Um, daughter is played by an actress named Clara Rugard, okay. who is a pretty much a newcomer. Okay. She's a Dutch actress. Um, she's a From she's, the Netherlands? From the no from Holland? From Holland. From Dutch. From Dutch from Dutchland. No Dutch God damn it. <laughs> she's Dutch. She's from the Dutch. Yes. Scandinavia? No. <laughs> no. Nope. No, she's not from Scandinavia. Um, so she is, uh, I'll talk about her more later. She's 21, but she looks about 13. I thought you were going to say 30, and I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> no, no, a lot like she's 21, <laughs> but looks 30. She's tanned a lot. No, she's got uh, Zendaya, who I found out that I was pronouncing her name wrong. It's not Zendaya, it's Zendaya. Oh, excuse me, Rihanna. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it. Um, she's got that vibe where she looks juvenile, even though she's... Of age. Isn't Tom Holland. Zendaya only like 18.2? I thought Zendaya is in her 20s. Is she? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But you don't correct us. You I'm don't correct Google us. Um, so the third cast member, because there are only three, okay, is Woman. And that is played by Hilary Swank. Oh. So but Clara is a nobody, but Rose Byrne and Hilary Swank are B-list, C-list maybe? C-list? Probably C-list. But not I, A-list. I found out what the definition, definition of A-list okay, means. Okay, because I meant to look it up and I didn't. The definition of A-list means that person can sell movie tickets just by attaching their name to something. Oh. So we're talking... Like Million Dollar Baby Hillary Swank. Yes. Well, okay. that was kind of before she became... No. That was more of a... We're clip, talking yeah. Johnny Depp. Ew. I know, <laughs> but he's considered A-list. Angelina Jolie. Okay. Uh, at this point, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Okay, these Chris are a lists sure. that that you can. I'm just naming the I Avengers. <laughs> just, I'm just naming all the Avengers. Thor. Uh, not so much Gwyneth Paltrow now. Gwyneth Paltrow in the '90s, yeah. Um, Brad Pitt. She's too busy in steaming the early her 2000s. Yeah. 
So those are A-list. I don't know how they determine B, C, and D. <laughs> I determine those with how I am. Okay. But I'm going to say that Rose Byrne and Hilary Swank are C-list. So the story of Mother is after an extinction event, which they eventually kind of broadly say was like wars. That's what the, oh, because of uh, because climate change is going to lead to famine, which wars. is then going to lead to wars. Wars. So. There we go. Wars. After an extinction event, wars, um, an embryo storage facility uh, run by a robot named Mother produces a child and raises her to a teenager. So you get to see the whole process of Mother taking the embryo, because we're talking like thousands and thousands of embryos that they have in the storage facility, but she starts with one. Okay. And she, uh, you know, plays music for her and is teaching her and makes her toys and gets to have a birthday and because they're in this kind of like just in case there's an extinction event thing they have plenty of supplies but she can't go outside because mother um says that there's contaminants outside Mm, uh it's not safe to go outside so she's not allowed out daughter is very very smart she's very good with electronics she's good with robotics like she can impair mother repair mother's arm when it breaks a little bit (laughs) um she's good with dance she's very just she mother raises just a model child what you would want a child to be like so they didn't end up on the tv show euphoria (laughs) that would be this particular child okay so when daughter is they i don't think they say what birthday it is but around her teenth birthday some (laughs) teen birthday um daughter goes to repair the power goes out and daughter goes to find out what it is and repair the problem, which she can easily do because she's a whiz at electronics, um, and finds a mouse, Ew. which is the first living thing that she's ever seen. Oh. So then she becomes curious as to where this mouse could have possibly come from because they're in an airlock. Yeah. How How is there a mouse in here? And also, mother had told her that everything was dead. Yeah. How is there a mouse in here that seems relatively healthy? So she starts questioning mother and mother's kind of like, no, you, it's contaminated outside. It's it, it probably has been in here for years and we just never noticed it. Blah, blah, blah. It's a 15-year-old mouse. <laughs> yes. So daughter naturally, as a teenager, becomes very curious. Yes. And, and she's lived her entire life in a bunker mm-hmm. and wants to see if maybe they're is a possibility that the contaminants are gone or that there are people that survived. How would mother know? Mother's been down here. She decides to put on, you know, a radiation suit basically and try to go outside in the airlock. So she opens up, there's like a three level airlock thing. She opens up the first one and all of a sudden there's banging on the door. (gasps) And suddenly Hillary Swank is there. (laughs) What? So woman shows up. They never say her name. Uh, and woman is wounded and in this in one of the airlock so she eventually lets her in okay to their bunker and says you need to put on this suit and you have to stay quiet because i'm going to need to explain this to mother because mother is going to be very scared uh that i'm going to get contaminated and she's not going to like this but she she it's more like i don't want to disobey my mother right woman finds out that mother is a robot okay or a droid as they call it um she flips her shit because a droid 
is what injured her in the first place. Oh. A droid that looks just like Mother out there in the world. Turns out, according to woman, there was a robot takeover. (gasps) There were no wars. There was a robot fucking takeover. It's going to be like this becoming one of my biggest fears. Also, not only was there a robot takeover, there are other survivors. Many other survivors. And there's no reason for her to be in this bunker. They need to get away from the fucking robots. (gasps) We now get a teenage girl who has been raised by mother trying to determine who is lying in this situation. Mm -hmm. Why would mother lie to her? But why would this woman lie to her? Yeah, yeah. So it is just kind of... A back and forth where at, at one point she's like, oh, that's obviously that, that this woman's crazy or trying to kidnap me or something. Um, and, you know, she whatever. And then she discovers something else. And she's like, oh, my God, mother has been lying to me. I the only thing I'll say is at one point, for one reason, she helps woman escape the bunker and goes with her. Okay. But I can't say any more than that okay. because the and that's ending. that's not necessarily the end. No, okay. that is not the end at all. In fact, if one of the things that I, I wrote down about the movie is I thought that was going to be the end. <laughs> and then there was still like half the fucking movie oh, left. God. No, there's so much more than that. And there is a very um, spoilery part after this so i can't go into it because i actually would recommend that people watch this it's a very good sci-fi thriller um and it is very impressive that a sci-fi thriller can be this beautiful and well acted with only three people and what i would have to imagine is a pretty limited budget for somebody's first movie yeah so that's very impressive so some stands out uh standouts Clara Rugard, the Danish actress, not Dutch. She's Danish. I said Dutch before. She's from Dane. Dane oh, yes. Daneland. Um, Daneland? Denmark? Denmark. Denmark. Yes. Which is part of Scandinavia? Is it? We'll get there. We'll get there someday. Uh, she's 21. I thought she outacted Hillary Swank. Really? There were points where I was like, Hillary, you're at a 12. <laughs> stop because it, and I, I don't know if it was to show like how composed daughter was and how you know because she's such a, a model child she's was is a robot she's, she's raised yeah, by a robot yes. she's not used to like pure human, human emotion. emotion yeah so human so i thought that maybe they were but i thought that her the Clara's nuanced acting was better than Hillary Swank's, which is mm. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, she was very, very good. She had this way of being rigid because she was raised by a robot, but also having the curious nature of a human. Huh. So it was really, really good. Um, Rose Byrne was a great choice as the voice of mother. Yeah. Uh, because she has such a sweet sweet caring voice and she was using an american accent because she is australian oh um but she doesn't break accent so yeah thanks Rose she, no Byrne. she's really good at that yes she is really really I remember good at the it. first time i heard her with her native accent yeah and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah you wouldn't know like for, from <laughs> bridesmaids and yeah yeah um so she was a very very good uh choice because she 
has this way to be very loving, very tender, but firm. But then when she's using that same voice to scold you, it's goddamn terrifying. I thought the twist, (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what the twist is, but what I thought the twist was, which is not, is that woman was daughter from the future. I thought that they were going to pull some of that shit and I was going to get mad because of that stupid, I hate that twist. (laughs) I fucking hate it. Because in this movie especially, daughter looks like a younger version of woman. Oh. Uh, They look like they could be sisters. Huh. So uh, that's what I thought it was going towards. That's not the twist. Okay. (laughs) Because that would have been a shit (laughs) twist. I won't say the ending, but I did have to look up after I was done. I had to look up the ending and interpretations of the ending to make sure that I was understanding it correctly. Okay. So that was a little bit of a problem. Mm. I don't need things to slap me in the face with how obvious they are. But this one was like, wait a minute. Did I get that right? Am I? And so, okay, I got it right. Yeah. So I think they could have been a little bit more obvious. Okay. And that also might be because I'm dumb. (laughs) So uh, for those of you that are not dumb, it may not be. It is not scary because there there were times where I thought there was going to be jump scares and there were not. Um, It is not graphic in any way. Uh, it's fun for the whole family. <laughs> it is a very good sci-fi thriller. So I am going to give it 3.8 out of 5, Suddenly Hillary Swank. Because <laughs> that was, that is seriously what went through suddenly my mind. <laughs> um, is when she showed up, it was like, oh, that's Hillary Swank. Oh my God. She's, suddenly Hillary Swank. Panic. It's Panic. <laughs> So I would recommend you watch it. I think, and I think Justin would enjoy it. Yeah. I'm finding a lot of big studio produced sci-fi situations these days are overdone and not great. And I I guess it's for a wider distribution, the money, honey. So these smaller ones are what I think we're both kind of enjoying more. Yes. It's the people that are not doing it necessarily to make money, but to, to make a good film. Yes. And what I was thinking, so uh, for those of you that have played the game Portal, mm. there are some Easter eggs oh. in this movie. And it is very reminiscent of Portal. Okay. The I other thing. Justin played that. I'm sure he did. <laughs> the other thing that I was thinking the whole time was this movie reminds me it's not the same story but it reminds me of if the movie passengers wasn't fucking terrible oh i didn't see that it's good because like that's supposed to be a sci-fi thriller too and it was shit was that was that a fassbender it was chris pratt and jennifer lawrence oh yeah no it's not good um but like that's an example of big budget high hollywood actors huge sets all this kind of shit and what a shit story. So this movie has this really important story and it's because it's in such a small space. So they didn't have to spend a lot of money zazzing everything up. Zazzing. Zazzing. <laughs> um, but it's very beautiful. Oh. It's a very beautiful movie. So I would recommend it. It had it had it wasn't perfect. It had its issues. Yeah. Hillary Swank. <laughs> um, but I would recommend it. Swank. Suddenly Swank. Suddenly, Hillary Swank. Here she is. <laughs> Academy Award winner, 
Hillary Swank. Uh, yeah, Hillary Swank. <laughs> She's two, doesn't she? Probably. She's the weird. But watch out for that Clara girl. She's she's going places. She's very. She good. hasn't been in anything else. You said not right? that okay. you've ever Her heard of. Kind of sounds familiar, but no, no. no. What you did you watch something fun or something serious? Um, I'm, okay. So I watched something serious that I came across on the hunt for something fun. I'm still in my slump. In rut. Okay. I am in such a slump, and it's. I still, it's uh, like, I'm still in like my flea bag slump. Like uh, at least imposters was fun. Yeah. Right. And what if was entertaining enough? Not everything else. I'm just like, mm, don't watch, don't watch Handmaid's Tale. No. Don't watch God, Euphoria. No, no, no. Please. I kind of want to. Oh God. I'll call you crying. Why'd you make me watch Euphoria? <laughs> Why'd you tell me to watch this? <laughs> so uh, we were talking about your boyfriend last week, Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the night manager mm-hmm. and i never watched it that's good so i was on the amazon prime video looking for the night manager and below it was um a series called run and olivia coleman was in it so <sighs> olivia coleman is gonna trump tom hiddleston in the night manager yeah movie. yeah that's that's a fair so i was like oh, i've never heard of the show i know olivia coleman has been in a million thousand things that i've never seen because she's the hardest working woman. Seriously. TV, film, everything. She's the tits. Yes. Um, so I just put it on without knowing anything about it. Ooh, those are fun. Um, yes. And it was a mini series, so it was only four episodes. And um, okay, did I already say the name? It's called Run. Um, and it's from 2013. So okay. I went a little vintage. And um, if you Google run 2013 there's a apparently a movie about parkour (laughs) this is Um, not this uh, is is not about parkour that's not what i watched oh that's too bad no definitely not (laughs) um and that movie had really bad reviews so i don't recommend that just based on the low star rating on google (laughs) you know a whole 90 minute cinematic event about parkour that didn't need to be made. That was. It seems like a very 2013 thing. Totally. Right? Yeah. So, um, British television uh, made for TV mini series. Television made for TV <laughs> mini series. Um, and then it immediately went to Hulu after that. So it like aired on TV in July and then went onto the Hulu. And it is now on Amazon Video. So that is where you can find it if you're interested interested in uh, taking a trip back in time. 2013 um but it is a story that could easily be told in 2019 because mm-hmm. i'm still i'm sure that these things are are still happening today so in episode number one we meet carol who is olivia coleman and my god she had the can i talk to the manager hair oh the dark hair with the streak and everything and i was like oh girl you look rough and you are <laughs> selling it like selling it so they, uh, she is basically like a lower class uh, London cit- citizen. Um, so, you know, they're living in those um, super scary high rise apartments that estates. are all es- estates. The estates. Yes. That is such a thing. Like, I've uh, San Diego apartments everywhere, right? Yeah. But those estates that you see. I can picture it exactly in my head what you're talking about. It's terrifying. Yeah. There's so many of them. Because Rose lived them in them from Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so she lives in an estate with um, her two trashy sons. They are just complete shits. They're not even good looking. You don't even they don't even have that going for them. They're just awful. Like she tries to be a mom and like cook them dinner and they're like, piss off, we're not eating that. And then they're all smoking cigarettes in their estate. And I'm like, you guys are you all look like you smell. I don't like this right now. She works at a warehouse, like a merchandising warehouse. I think probably honestly, it looked like uh, like a storeroom at a Walmart. I don't think they have those in London. So I think it was just some sort of warehouse for a big box type store. Okay. Um, and she is stealing phones uh, to sell on the side. Okay. Because, again, she's a poor. Um, so star that in your brain. She's she, a poor and she's stealing She's stealing phones, phones to sell on the side. Carol's story, um, beyond being white trash in London um, with disgusting sons, um, her boys one night are out near their estates, very close by, and one of them is fighting with his girlfriend, and it's starting to get physical, and the other brother is just kind of there, and a guy walks by, and he's on the phone, and he looks at them. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of, like, glances, and the boys are like, oh, what are you looking at, fucker? And then they beat the shit out of him and kill him on accident, but, like, maybe not, because they were pretty awful, and then they just leave. Cool. In my head, this series was about that story. Okay. Yeah. It was like they're going to broad church it after that. <laughs> right. They don't. Oh. Uh, the rest, they're, they're long episodes. They're like a full hour. Um, so, you know, the body's found the next day. It's like on Carol's way to work. You know, she's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, this guy was beat to death, blah, blah, blah. Nobody, nobody knows who he is. He's not from around here. Um, and, you know, nobody knows who did it. Carol goes home. She's doing laundry. She finds a bloody sweatshirt. And oh. she's like, oh, my sons are animals. So they probably killed somebody. Like, no doubt in her head. She's yeah. like, mm, they're they, capable they, of this. They did this. So there's some things that happen. Like, she goes to visit their dad. And they try and hide out there. None of that really matters. Because she eventually figures everything out. And then you just, there's this scene where she's, like, smoking a cigarette on the the um, walkway outside their estate and you like see the decision click in her head when she's going to do it and she turns them in and so she's just sitting in the apartment when the police get there and if you didn't know that olivia coleman was olivia coleman you would be like oh my god that was one of the best moments of acting i've ever seen <laughs> because it was just classically perfect heart-wrenching emotional her like i just yeah, made my sons, you know, I, I turned them in and now their life is completely ruined, even though it was their fault. Um, so she just, I was just like, God, I think I, you know, watching TV by myself during the day, I was like, Jesus Christ, woman. Like, she's just, <laughs> she's so incredibly good. God, she's good at everything she does. Um, so that is episode one. Episode two focuses on the person who Carol sells the cell phones to. So we're, we're following a thread of oh, okay. people that are loosely intertwined, if you will. Um, so the day that Carol it turns the boys in to the police, she misses her cell phone meetup. And so the girl doesn't get the phones to sell for the money that she needs because she's an illegal immigrant. And uh, the person who's protecting her or housing her like demands a certain amount of money from her and her roommate every single day. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so because Carol missed that meeting, Ying is the girl's name. She's an illegal Chinese immigrant. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't have her money. So, you know, she's like, what am I going to do? I don't, you know, I don't have anything to sell that brings in that much money. I never quite understood what she was. I think it was some sort of like, we'll get you to this country and then you have to pay me back this amount of money before. Yeah. Kind of like an indentured servitude. There's a lot of that. Freedom situation. It was never explicitly clear, but I think that's what was going on. Um, so she's not making enough money to give to the guy that's in charge of her. Um, she turns back to selling bootleg DVDs. Um, she sells one to a man named Richard, who is kind of like the town uh, friendly recovering heroin addict, if you will. Okay. Um, everybody kind of knows who he is. And, you know, they're always worried he's back on the heroin, whatever. Um, but he buys a couple DB- DVDs from her. Star that one in your brain. <laughs> that is the next part of the thread. Um, so it follows her story, which is absolutely heartbreaking because she's trying to run away from this guy because yeah. she doesn't have enough money. She ends up uh, in a barber shop and convinces the very sweet, very kind-hearted owner to let her like sleep in the back room and she'll like clean in exchange. And they kind of end up having this really innocent romance where he like starts to understand what she's doing and she doesn't trust anybody because yeah. she's had a horrible life so far. Um, so they decide they're going to run away together, and then she just leaves him. Oh, He's probably better off. Because that guy was never going to let her go without his money. So that was Ying's story. So that her whole situation started because Carol missed a cell phone selling. Cell phone yeah. sales. Okay. So then the next episode is Richard, who is played by... I didn't think anybody besides Olivia Coleman was like, eh. It's, you know, that's the big name person in the show. Richard is played by Lenny James, who you may know as Morgan Jones in The Walking Dead. Oh, I was like, that name sounds pretty familiar. Yes. And I wasn't even going to like note that or anything until I saw that he won some Best Actor awards for this. Oh, okay. He was really good. I mean, his his episode is, I mean... They're all a little grim. Yeah, they don't They're sound all a dark. This is fun like fest. you know, dark. This isn't fucking Notting Hill. This is like the streets of London <laughs> and what the lower class struggles to survive. Um, so Richard is, you know, everyone's favorite recovering addict. He bought the DVDs from Ying Ling Ying <laughs> to give to his daughter because he has a supervised visitation coming up for with his daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's super excited. He's going to give her these DVDs as a gift because he doesn't get to see her that often. Well, he previews one of the DVDs and of course, they're bootleg DVDs. They're really shitty quality. So he finds uh, Ying and confronts her and wants his money back because he doesn't have a lot of money because he lives on the streets. And um, he causes a fight with the barber and another guy outside the barber shop gets arrested, misses his visitation with his daughter. Aww. So yeah. So then um, some things happen. He goes back to the methadone clinic and he's like, I'm, I'm ready to get off the methadone. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, a couple things happen with, with the drug dealers and he gets in a situation where he's with a, an addict who needs somewhere to do her drugs. And he's like, well, I got kicked out of my homeless shelter because I missed curfew. So they gave my bed away. But I found this abandoned car. And 
it's like on a on a suburb street and we can use this car. And so they're hanging out in this car. He eventually kicks her out because he's like, I don't I can't be around that. I don't want you doing the heroin. But he's basically hanging out in this car and the neighborhood, like the guy whose house it's in front of is like, I'm going to call a cop if you don't get the fuck out of here. And he's like, this car doesn't belong to anybody. It's been abandoned here. Stir that one in your head. So oh. he decides, Richard decides, um, he needs money for something. And I don't quite remember what it was because I'm loosely paying attention. But I think it was to follow his daughter where I don't know. He needed money. So uh, he's going to sell the car. uh, It's parts. He's going to sell it for parts. And so he goes to the shop and he's like, I have this car. It's like a 2013 Honda Civic, whatever. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you this much for it. Where is it? And so he goes back. The car's gone because the neighbor called the police. And so he doesn't get his money. And that's basically the end of his story. And it was just kind of heartbreaking. There is a scene at the end where he's like talking through the doorway to where his daughter lives and she answers him. So there's kind of like a tiny sliver of hope yeah. for him. The car gets impounded. They figure out who the owner is. The car owner is a Polish woman, young woman named Kasia. Her boyfriend borrowed her car and was never to be seen again. And she just assumed he ran off because he was involved in some shady things. Her boyfriend was the man that Carol's sons beat to death. Connections. It's all connected. Um, So I didn't, I don't remember what his name was. Something Polish. He. She can say that because she's Polish. I can say that. Yeah. I'm from there. (laughs) It's not Scandinavia. Um, So she just assumed that he ran off because he was a shady dude. He was um, involved in a green card scam with the other Poles um, where they bring in women from Poland. This could have been me. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you got here. God, this is my life. Good job, cousins. And they marry them to like the uh, Indian guys so uh, so that everybody can get a green card, whatever. And then somehow the Polish guys get money. Oh, because the Indian guys pay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a scam. There's money in it for these people that need the money. Um, so Kasia goes to the head of the scam and is like, uh, my boyfriend died. I need money, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, I, you know, I know that people owed him money, but you're going to have to go get it yourself. If you ever are a gangster <laughs> and you tell your ex-partner's tiny little Polish girlfriend, go get the money yourself. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on, dude. So when she goes to collect his belongings from the morgue, the coroner, whatever it might be, there's a bracelet in there. And I forget what the name was. It was a stripper name. It was a really good stripper name, too. I totally don't remember what it was. But she knew the strip club that he frequented. And so she went there with the bracelet with the name on it and was like, who is this person? And so she went and told what turns out to be his stripper girlfriend that he died. And the stripper's like, the stripper's like, fuck you, get out of here. You don't know anything about my life. They end up talking again. Turns out the stripper has a son by him. And he, one of the reasons he was like in this green card scam circle was because he needed money to give to his son. And so that's why he was doing all this illegal stuff. None of these are the result of great choices, but it still kind of all makes sense. You're kind of like, oh, that's why he kept doing it. That's why he never committed to an honest life because he just need. Right. Okay. So 
they need money to pay for his funeral. They don't have money to pay for his funeral. The cheapest funeral they can get is like $3,000 and nobody will give it to them. So Kasia is like, fuck it. I'll marry somebody for a green card scam. They set her up with it. She goes to the meeting place and they, she hates it. She's like, whatever, I'm just doing this for the money. And then she gets up to go to the restroom and sees the room where they're counting the money and then creates her own scam in her head where the next time she goes and meet up with them to prep for the for the wedding and the test and everything you have to go through, she steals some fucking money from these people, which go That's for her. That's generally not a good idea, though. It's not a good idea. However, she does get away with it. Oh, nice. She, yes, she runs out. Uh, the guy who was her boyfriend's partner chases after her, but she makes it onto the train. The doors close. She's fine. She's got her money. She can go off. She can run away, do whatever the fuck she wants. The only other person sitting on the train, do you want to guess? Is it Olivia Coleman? It's Olivia's <laughs> fucking Carol. It's Carol with the talk to the manager hair. And it just, it went full circle. Connection. And that's how it ended. And it was, I feel feel like we have seen things before that do that Mm -hmm. these were some they were pretty small links right like very loosely connected um but i still like how it worked because it showed very different aspects of uh the problems that the lower class faces and Mm -hmm. why they're kind of stuck in this cycle of bullshit like Olivia Coleman is stuck in a cycle of bullshit because she works at a low paying job, but she can't really get anything better because. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho's. Um, so uh, the writers of this series um, won a few awards for it. So it was um, it was appreciated by the people watching television in Britain. And it was a good watch. I'm glad it was a mini series. Yeah. If it was a four part series about Olivia Coleman's trashy sons. I don't think I cared enough about them to want to watch the whole thing because they were really awful. Yeah. They were really mean to her. And she was trying her best. God. <laughs> Leave Olivia Coleman alone. She, yeah, it's not her fault she had that haircut. She did it for the role. Um, so it, it was good enough. It was it was interesting. Um, I'm glad I found it. I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. But um, So eh, a little dark. But I am going to give it three and a half. Uh, three and a half out of five. I forgot what our rating scale was. <laughs> Three and a half uh, movies. Three and a half out of five uh, interconnected stories that are not crash. I was. I didn't <laughs> want to yell. This is. This is. Seems like a crash <laughs> thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because if you want to watch a movie where interconnectedness gets fucking annoying, watch the movie Crash. <laughs> That's like the third time we've talked about Crash. It is, and how much I hate it. Crash gets a zero. <laughs> I hate Crash. May I briefly review one more thing that's a little we bit We have plenty of time. We're nowhere exciting. near an hour and a half yet. We have seven hours. Listeners, if you're still here, thank you. Thanks for hanging on. Um, I promise I'll get out of my slump. Actually, I did find something to watch that I wish that I would have found earlier in the week so that I could have finished it by podcast recording time. Um, Feud. Um, it's a Ryan Murphy for FX series i love me a good ryan murphy yeah ryan murphy and it is the story of uh joan crawford and betty davis (gasps) yes i was like i really think i've heard of this i am so fucking here for it here for it it's really good so next podcast i will gush about 
about that. Something a little bit more uplifting and fun. Yay, uplifting <laughs> and fun. And I'll probably go see Spiderman. Oh, I didn't realize that was coming out soon. I think it's coming out next week. Oh my gosh, you're excited. I am excited. Yeah, your tiny little boyfriend. <laughs> tiny boyfriend. Not, but like, it's not, I don't think it's okay because he's supposed to be in high school in the movie. So as long as I don't mm. find him attractive in the movie... But in real life, it's okay. Is that how it works? Can you separate the two? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can Let try. Let show. She said no. No. I can try. Actually, can, yes. Because I don't... Because he's so, like, bumbling and silly as Spider-Man. I like British... I was, I was just going to say British young boy. That's <laughs> not... Oh, Christ. I like British young boys. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all it kind of is no it's not i like tom holland as a british boy no (laughs) not what i'm trying to say he's i like him with his accent and he's adorable because he's but not as a teenager little boy jesus please get me out of this hole (laughs) talk about something else i'm gonna get the fbi at our door oh my goodness um, so I wanted to review, um, something different cause I talk a lot about TV. Um, I think that's what happens when you work from home is you work, you watch TV, you do house stuff. No. I do occasionally leave the house, but usually it's not for very exciting things. I pulled weeds yesterday. That was cool. And then you got a migraine. And then I got a migraine. So that's not cool. <laughs> my brain doesn't like when I do things like that. So, um, I, I like podcasting. Mm-hmm. I, I love, um, and this is one of the reasons why I want to do my own podcast. I love the concept of a podcast in general mm-hmm. because it's just, it's a really cool way to consume media, do it while you're driving, you're flying, cleaning the house, whatever. I, um, I, I listen to music too, but this, I feel like listening to podcasts while I'm doing stuff is an opportunity for me to learn something different. Mm-hmm. As I'm getting older, I realized I've kind of um, squandered a lot of learning time in my life, <laughs> feeling, filling my brain with mindless bullshit. Wait a minute. Are we supposed to be teaching people things on this podcast? Are no. they supposed to be learning something from our no, podcast? Because they're not. There's other podcasts that do it okay. really well. And that's what I want to talk they're about. They're taking care of yes. stuff. All right. Um, so most of what I listen to are uh, true crime serials. And... Uh, they're so popular now that there's some out there that are just shit. Mm -hmm. And some of them are really well produced. Some of them are very interesting. I started listening to one about the Golden State Killer that was just basically retelling the same story that Michelle McNamara fucking nailed. Why do that? Why would you do that? Yeah, a little bit. Honey, I know that you wanted to learn about this, but you're late to the party. (laughs) So... Sometimes you need a break from that, especially right. when I'm home alone and uh, I'm doing I'm doing dishes and I want to listen to a podcast, but um, I don't want to listen to something that's going to scare me. Yeah. Make me think I'm going to get murdered. So I don't remember how I came across this podcast. I feel like somebody tweeted something about it and always on the tweeter. I jumped on it immediately. Um, so the name of the podcast is it, it what it is is <laughs> what it is is it is called you're wrong about and i think i mentioned it before i think you have mentioned but i've it never before. really 
Discuss it, discuss it. And I think I posted it a while ago when I was doing podcast reviews on our mm-hmm. Instagram story. Um, but I wanted I wanted to honor it a little more because I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, so your wrong about started in May of 2018. And it's uh their synopsis on the Apple Podcasts um basically says uh Sarah and Michael talk about events persons or phenomenons that have been miscast in the public imagination. So they are um, uh, two journalists who research things for a living and uh, through their years of writing and reporting um, have just really learned a lot about how the media can be really shitty. Yeah. (laughs) And growing up in the era that we grew up in, um, we have been a part of the transition of normal news to the 24-hour news mm-hmm. cycle, to the shock factor news cycle. And so because they are intelligent um, and very well-rounded reporters, they grew up with that happening. And then they're like, well, that's not what I heard about this when yeah. I was growing up. Let's go back and let's look at this and let's retell the story how it should have been told. And I think because we're of the same generation, there's all of these things that they talk about that I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't know that. (laughs) I knew shit all about the Clinton impeachment. I listened to a two-part episode. The first one was about Monica Lewinsky. The second one was about the impeachment proceedings. And it just blew my mind. (laughs) Because we were, what, in 1911, 11 years old, right? And anyways, okay, so back to the journalists. Um, they are Sarah Marshall, not the movie. <laughs> Sarah Marshall is a writer at many things. Um, she's currently, according to her Twitter, uh, featured in Believer magazine, which I don't know much about, but maybe we should. I don't think it's of the cross. It's definitely <laughs> the I know Believer it's not of, of the, cross. the G. She would never, of she would never do that to us. Um, Believer magazine and BuzzFeed. Um, but she's she's done a shitload of things. I believe from her tweetings and her commentary on the podcast that she is a nomad and uh, that she just lives wherever she needs to work to write that story and then just gets in her car that I think is like her storage unit and possibly a garden. She was tweeting about growing plants in her car the other day. She is wild. She is a character and you should follow her on Twitter. She's a very prolific tweeter. Some of the threads, they're so entertaining and they're so, they're thoughtful and she's very um, articulate, Mm -hmm. which I'm not, which I I really aspire to be better (laughs) with my words when I'm speaking. Better at wording. It's hard making words come out of my mouth. I can write them down on paper just fine. Yeah. But my brain and my mouth don't keep up with each other. (laughs) That's fair. But so she she is a she is a smarty fucking pants and I really enjoy her um, and I enjoy her on Twitter. Then maybe that she possibly lives out of her car. Um, she's super Gen X um, about our age ish. Um, they talk about that a lot, how they are on the cusp of almost being millennials, but enough to not be a millennial. I think which it's, I, think, I think it's like 1979 to 1983 is that range. Yes. Where we can't really call ourselves either. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Let's see. And we talked about how she's a very prolific tweeter. Okay. So that is Sarah. And then her co-host is Michael Hobbs, who is um, a Huff P- Huffington Post reporter. Um, and he is based out of Seattle. And he is the same as her, very, very well-researched individual, um, very insightful, thoughtful, um, super fucking smart people. That's how articulate I am. Does you want (laughs) to hang out with us? I know. Michael Hobbs, do you want to come hang out with us? Um, I doubt it. They're having an election party (laughs) last night. I doubt it. An election party, a debate party last night. Uh, You should follow him on Twitter, too, because he tweets a lot about um, Seattle issues Mm -hmm. issues if you will which is where i now get a lot of my seattle news Mm. which i don't really have to pay attention to because i live in the valley yeah (laughs) but it is still interesting so they have been just over a year but they have quite a few episodes i don't think they started as a weekly thing but i think they're starting to now so i wrote down a few episodes that i've listened to because the topics interested me but there's definitely ones where the topics don't jump out at me that I'm still going to listen to. Um, So topics that I grew up with, and I only knew the media side of the story, uh, Monica and Bill and the Mm -hmm. impeachment, which that's where I learned that uh, she was the aggressor. (laughs) 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 I didn't know that. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer was, uh, that was an interesting episode. He only nibbled, if you will. (laughs) Did not full consumption. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, like, cooked and ate entire bodies. Like Hannibal Lecter. Right. No, he, yeah. just, he just nibbled. Amy Fisher, which, you know that story, but they told a lot more about mm-hmm. Joey Buttafuoco and then a lot more about how she was framed as the harlot. Anna Nicole Smith, uh, that, that episode is heartbreaking, and anybody that made fun of her should listen to it and feel bad. <laughs> uh, Elian Gonzalez. The, yeah, the yes. little kid with the guns. Yes, yeah, that I was a that. really interesting episode. Um, I had no idea what was going on with our relations with Cuba at that time. No fucking idea. I didn't know. And then uh, Terry Schiavo, uh, which I loosely remember from the early, I want to say it was the early 2000s because I think was. I was in college. Yeah. And I would come home and General Hospital wouldn't be on um, because I watched General Hospital when I got home from class in college. <laughs> Wait, do you have a thing for Joshua Jackson? For Lucky from General Hospital? No. Okay, I'm just checking. No, he, was he one wasn't of my, my teen Lucky. Heart, he was one of my teen heartthrobs. Oh, yeah, because Lucky was older. Yeah. So, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those were ones that like helped retell stories that I learned based on 90s media. I have a and question. early 2000s media. Yes. Have they done the McDonald's coffee burn lady? No, but there's a documentary about that that I want to watch. It's incredible. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. Uh, because everybody gets list. that story wrong. Yeah. Because they use it as an example of somebody who frivolously sued a corporation, yeah. and it's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. So I, that's, I think they may have mentioned it, or somebody mentioned it, but yeah, I really want to watch that documentary. Yeah. Wasn't it like as hot as like fucking jet fuel or something? Yes. It, it was hot enough to burn anybody let alone a, 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 you know, an elderly woman. And all she wanted was them to pay her hospital bills. She wasn't frivolously suing them. She wanted them to pay her hospital bills and they refused. It's, watch it. Okay. Okay. So topics that I have, uh, I'm curious about that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I see, I see the title episode. 
And it's something I was like, that's something I should look into, but either don't have the time or the mental acuity to research myself. Uh, Their very first episode was about satanic panic. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. you hear that term a lot. You hear it a lot in talking about um, true crime stuff, but I've never really jumped into that. Um, They do. And are they talking about in the 90s? I believe or the 80s. earlier, the 80s. It was it was around the time of when uh, there were a lot of daycare mm-hmm. uh, workers being accused of abusing children with satanic rituals. Um, Sarah was working on a book about the satanic panic for a while. Mm. Um, and then Anita Hill. I knew the Cliff's Notes version yeah. of Anita Hill. Um, and that was a that was a really great episode. I learned a lot from that. Um, and then things that I didn't know that would be interesting or that I ever needed to hear about, but enjoyed the hell out of learning about them. Uh, shaken baby syndrome. There's an episode about that, about how uh, it's not really a thing. And many people are still in jail because of it. Okay, yeah, shaken baby syndrome. Super, super interesting. Um, it talks about, you know, sort of the... Uh, health qualifications for what that is and how uh, lawyers and healthcare providers started abusing that term. Mm. Um, you know, a baby could fall uh, on its, uh, you know, a toddler walking could fall and it would still show the same thing that she, uh, anyways, interesting. really interesting. Um, Stockholm syndrome, where the term Stockholm syndrome came from. And uh, Crack Babies was another notably, <laughs> crack babies. notably interesting episode. Yeah, so they are very intelligent people that I listen to. And I'm like, if I worked, oh, 30% harder, I could I could be that smart. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to. I, I definitely, research and writing-wise, of course. Yeah. Am I always going to talk like this? Probably. It's hard to get your brain lined up with what you want. To come out, yes. come out your making, mouth, making them words, making them words. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a ton of episodes on there that I I haven't even got to. Um, there was a recent one about homelessness, which I think that is one of Michael's sort of key topics that he writes researches about in Seattle. Yeah. And there's an episode about sexting, which I'm dying to listen to because Michael could not make it through the Monica and Bill episode without cringing every time he had to talk about a blowjob or ejaculation. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. He's he my, should not watch Euphoria then. No, Michael Hobbs, don't watch Euphoria. Um, so I would definitely, if you're if you are interested in uh, past events that may have sort of a weird media history that's not very accurate, um, or if you're interested in hearing about current events framed through these two very intelligent individuals' minds, definitely follow them on Twitter and keep up. Yeah. Uh, but if you need a podcast to listen to while you're doing something or driving somewhere, I would totally recommend you're wrong about. Um, and I gave it four out of five very well-researched podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that are not the, this one. <laughs> listen to their podcast after you've listened to yeah, all learn something. ours. And, um, then, and then, you know... Get the dumb away, please. We don't know where fucking Denmark or... <laughs> the Danes. Yep. No, I don't know where is that is. Eric Dane Danish? I don't want to talk about Eric Dane ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead to me. Over. You're dead to me. 
that is all I have for the week. I do have a really important announcement to make. Was that? Two people have listened to our podcast on Stitcher. What? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it two people that you guys listen to it on every platform to get us listens? Because yeah, thank you for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm just going to check and see because, you know. I was excited. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, also, our dear friend Jenica said that she wrote a review. I don't know how long it takes Apple to post these things. Hmm. They had to make sure she didn't have any swears in there. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. This might be our least sweary episode. It is. I don't think we swore a whole lot. Oh Fuck shit, bitch. Ass <laughs> shit, titties. I didn't even get a word in there. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked. I forgot them all. Just say the, the C word once. That'll do it. Not on, not on camera. <laughs> not on camera. Um. So next week is a holiday. Mm-hmm. So holiday. We will be skipping because I will be out of town. Emily, you can do this on your own. No. If you'd like to. We can let Jinxie give Producer her opinions on. Uh, you know, it's shit. It's, it's shit. That's shit. More huh. kibbles. Um, yeah. So don't forget to follow us on the social medias at Broadspot on Twitter and Instagram. We're also DTF. DTF doing the Facebook. Doing the Facebook. Uh, which uh, Emily is very good about posting <laughs> videos that we reference. YouTube videos. You all know that I don't do the YouTube. Yeah. I'm, I'm very doing bad the YouTube. I'm handling the Facebook because I know how to do the YouTube. <laughs> Tiffany can. Tiffany knows how to do Instagram memes, which I have no fucking idea how to do. I try to do things with my story, and Tiffany's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> no, I was proud of you. It's like I put a sticker on it. I was so proud of you. Yeah, follow me on Instagram if you want to see how my fucking gardening is going. I did. Yeah, you have flowers. Oh yeah, I didn't plant those. They just appeared. Yeah. Isn't that fun gardening? Yeah. Like, I didn't plant this, but it's there. One of my mom's friends was like, you have such a green thumb. And I was like, I don't. No. I bought this house <laughs> In like fact, that. I went and I pruned it and then I killed it. <laughs> I thought it was a weed. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll see you. all. Oh, see you. We'll listen to. Nope. You're listening to us. Uh, we will talk <laughs> at you about the second week in July. Yeah. Everybody have a good f- and safe week. 4th of July. Yes, please don't light um, illegal fireworks with your bare hands close to your face. You know, just don't do it at all. Just go don't to do a it at show. all. Watch a fireworks yeah, show Yeah, go to a, a show that is produced. One that has, like, I love the ones that have, like, the radio station that's mixed in and that plays the music. That's, yes. that's awesome. Yes. And don't light off fireworks on, your, on your own. Even though, you know... This country is giving me anxiety. I'll still, I'll still well up when the fireworks are going. And <laughs> they start doing proud to be an American. <laughs> do you, Fire. do you do that thing where like even if you're sitting when it says stand up, you stand up? Of course, everybody does that. That's it like the most American thing in the world is to stand up when they say stand up. Yeah, <laughs> not the national anthem. Stand up. No, they, no, I sit for the national anthem, but when that song says proudly stand up. Oh, such a good song. (laughs) We should probably stop. (laughs) All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Best wishes. (laughs) Regards. Like everybody was dying. Goodbye. 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 Sweet dreams.